Welcome to our bonus episode of SCI Care, What Really Matters, the Edinburgh Conversations. I am Dr. Ali Jumus, the president of the International Spine Cord Society. You are about to hear a selection of interviews recorded live in Edinburgh during the course of the 60 Seconds Excos Scientific Meeting. Each bonus track will have discussions with speakers, delegates, partners, ISCOS committee chairs and teams attending the ISCOS 2023. Join us to find out what the hot topics of the day are within SCI Care. We hope you enjoy listening. Good morning, my name is Beth Collins. I work as a clinical lead at Wellspect Healthcare. I'm joined today by Sally Ann Haig, who is also one of our continence nurses, and Sally Ann lives with a spinal cord injury. And we were very fortunate back in 2020 to be able to record a podcast with Iscos. We were travelled far and wide at the time. Um, I was actually at the Paralympic Games and Sally Ann was at home. We recorded the podcast around the story of Sally Ann's journey of her spinal injury. We're actually at Iscos at the moment. We've been working with us on a symposium, living with a spinal cord injury outside as um, a non-spinal setting. And Sally Ann recently underwent some surgery in a non-spinal um, environment, which I'm sure that she'll share her story with. We've also been fortunate enough to be able to provide some um, sessions around um, long-term safety with intermittent catheterization and also um, transanal irrigation for patients with spinal cord injury. Sally Ann, maybe you could tell us about the subject that you covered at the symposium yesterday. Yes, so I did a a session working and speaking with uh, Debbie Green, who's the lead clinician for the Spinal Injuries Association charity within the UK. So they've been doing a campaign called This Gets Serious, and it's looking at patients with a spinal cord injury whose bladder and bowel management isn't addressed. If they went into a non-spinal setting, so it could be post-op, hospitalisation in general hospital, um, about how many people's um, needs are met within that environment. So I was um, fortunate or unfortunate enough to have to have surgery myself this year. So I've had a spinal injury for eight years um, with quite a few years of complications with bladder management. And it was decided this year that I would need to undergo some surgery to help improve things. Um, I did decide and then that... Uh, I wasn't in a spinal specialist setting, so it was a general hospital, general urology surgery. Um, My surgery was dealt with very, very well. I can't complain about that, but my spinal injury wasn't really addressed. Obviously, as you know, we have our bladder and bowel sort of neurogenic status, and I normally do um, DRE, which is digital vector removal, on a daily basis to manage. My spinal injury and my bowel care was not addressed while I was an inpatient in the hospital. So, you know, we went through quite a series of emotional days having to deal with that, even though we talked about it. It was deemed that the nurses on the ward actually said that they wouldn't be able to perform the procedure because it was a risk um, and they wouldn't be happy to do it. Therefore, it would have to be a doctor doctor said to me oh three days four days post-op we can just discharge you you normally have to have your bowels open before you go home but you'll probably just manage it better when you get back home and obviously then it was my sort of issue that I had to manage and very difficult when dealing with a post-op injury 
having to be independent enough to be able to do that and it was um, impossible when so I went home. Sally, and do you think that that's due to the fact that the nursing staff or the healthcare professionals within the, the non-spinal setting are just not used to dealing with, with bowel issues? They don't actually have the knowledge, they don't have the training to actually feel confident enough to provide that? Yeah, absolutely. They, they, they didn't have the knowledge. They actually saw having to do DRE on this patient with spinal injury. I mean, they they, they mentioned autonomic dysreflexia, um, and obviously that was something that people with spinal injury can have depending on your level due to my level of injury I'm not at risk of autonomic dysreflexia but they were just saying that they couldn't perform this activity because of it was um, dangerous um, and, and unfortunately they didn't know enough to know that that wasn't an issue for me um, and tried to educate and say well obviously it's more dangerous not to do these activities and it's a lack of knowledge and, and training issues I sure. think it would have been much better you know, they couldn't even go and find somebody who was able to do that within the nursing team. So it is an omission of care. And what um, we're finding as a nursing team visiting patients in their own home to provide bladder and bowel care, and what we're finding is that we're actually having to provide education to these group of carers, nurses or carers, to actually um, explain how that they can actually give this management of care. Back in 2017 into 18, there was a patient safety alert which basically said that anybody that was caring for somebody who was in the risk category for autonomic dysreflexia, so somebody with a level of injury at T6 or above, that that their carers should actually have education around that. So we've spent a lot of time providing education. There's still a lack of knowledge that they think that just everybody's going to be in that risk category for autonomic dysreflexia. So it is a lack of knowledge. You know, we're, we're privileged that we're able to help provide that care and to provide that education and provide that knowledge to ensure that when someone is nursed in a non-specialist environment, that they're actually cared for adequately and safely. And actually, that's a duty of care as a healthcare professional. We hope you have enjoyed listening to our bonus collection of Edinburgh Conversations from ESCOS 2023. As always, you can listen to these episodes and all episodes from the podcast provider of your choice. If you have any questions or suggestions, We'd love to hear from you. Email them to admin at iscos.org.uk. ISCOS also invites you to the 63rd ISCOS Scientific Annual Meeting from the 22nd to the 25th of September 2024. So save the date and more details will follow on the 2024 themes, submitting an abstract and early bird registration. Thank you for listening.